And so summer has, has arrived, but we're glad to be back and we're going to continue in this series today, Tweet That Mess. We believe that when Jesus was here physically, he said some things that were pretty powerful, life-changing things. Do you believe that? He said things that were absolutely incredible, and, but even in his culture, sometimes it just may be a little confusing to some of the people. Um, and so he, he began to unpack these phrases or these thoughts uh, in ways that people could understand it. But even today, some of us, some of these powerful things that Jesus said, we, we maybe, maybe we don't understand them completely or, or maybe we just kind of, kind of brush by it quickly. We don't really camp out and listen to the words of our Lord. And so what we're trying to do with this Tweet That Mess series is, is we wanna unpack some of these powerful sayings of Jesus and see how they apply to our lives today. How many of you believe that the word of God is still relevant for our lives today? You believe that? It's not archaic, it's not antiquated, it's not outdated, right? The word of God is still truth. Do you believe that? Every word he said is still worth us considering and pattering our lives after, amen? We have another one of those passages here today, but I wanna start with the question, and this, is, uh, uh, this might not be the, 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 the feel-good question that you came and expected a pastor uh, to just bring out at the very beginning, but I warned you this week, but here's the question. If the rapture happened today, would you be ready to go? Whew. If the rapture happened Today, would you be ready to go? I remember a statistic that the Billy Graham Association came out with several years ago and it shook me. The Billy Graham Association said that if the Lord were to return during the hour of worship, when places across America were filled with worshipers on a Sunday, if the Lord returned at that time, 70% of the people filling those houses of worship would be left behind. 70% of us in this room, if the Lord were to come right now, would not be ready for his return. But I'm here today, Jason. I'm here. I I even, I lifted one hand in worship today. I I even put my best in the tithe boxes located. You're telling me I'm not ready? If the rapture happened today, would you be ready to go. Listen, the Bible says that Christ is coming. He is coming. And he's coming for those who are watching and waiting. Now, does that make, uh, does that thought of Jesus coming back today, does that make your heart leap? Or does it make your heart sink? If you have your Bibles today, we're going to look at this saying of Jesus from the book of Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. The last verse in this passage, let me just share it with you real quick and then I'm going to go back and read the entire passage. But the last verse, verse 44 says this, you must be ready all the time for the son of man will come when least expected. What does that mean? Let's look and see what the verse 37 says. It says, when the son of man returns, it will be like in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time that Noah entered his boat. 
people didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. This is the way it will be when the son of man comes. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. So you too must keep watch for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time for the son of man will come when least expected. Wow. Are you ready? Are you keeping watch? If the Lord were to come back right now, what would he find you doing? You know, people are known for what they serve. And they are known for that service by their preparation for it. A firefighter trains for a fire. A pilot trains for the flight. What is our service and how do we prepare for it? What is our service and how do we prepare for it? Now, it's very simple to me today as I prepared this message. We do not live as if the Lord may return tomorrow. We don't. Think about your life and just think about what you've been consumed with this week. Did you operate, did you go through your weekly schedule as if the Lord might return at any moment? probably safe for me to say that the majority of us did not. Most of us don't live as if the Lord may return tomorrow. We don't. And we simply have no excuse. I mean, the Lord is, is, is as I believe he's, he's, he's in heaven and he's standing there and he's, he's holding out his hands for, and he's, for us and he's asking us the church. He's saying, hey, be the church. But instead, we are the world. We're not the church. And we cave in and we look like and we just kind of blend in with the world. Whatever, whatever culture says, that's kind of what we go with, isn't it? We, we don't want to stand out. We, we don't want to be looked at as different. And instead of being the church, instead of being people of the truth, people of the word, people of the light, well, we're just going to accept what the world says. We'll give awards to people that change their sex because they want to. We, we, we celebrate. We celebrate anything that flies in the face of God's word and his truth. We just kind of blend in. We're not being the church. Instead, we want to be like the world. And so what happens is that so much or so little work for the kingdom goes forth because we park ourselves in front of some favorite form of entertainment. We, we, we shop for more crap that's going to burn on judgment day. And we complain about how bored we are. 
And meanwhile, what's happening in our day and age is the same thing that Jesus was speaking to in Matthew chapter 24. He says, the thief has robbed our house and he's left us with nothing that's gonna survive God's holy fire come the last day. And we know if a thief is coming, we're gonna be prepared for it, correct? I was in a little cabin in the woods this week. And and big man by the window stood a few times just to survey what was going on. And and just let me say this, I was prepared if the thief came. You know what I mean? I was ready. I was almost looking for it. Most people know that if a thief's coming, you prepare for it. You're 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 ready. You 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 get your things in order. But today we as a church have kind of dropped the ball in our preparation. We've let a thief slip in and he's stealing our attention. He's stealing our devotion. He's stealing our pursuit of the things that really matter most, the things of the kingdom. For some of you, he's stolen the time that that your Lord is worthy of. The one that we just said, we want more of you. We, We love you. We can't get enough. We just sang that. But this week, the thief has stolen your time and your attention. And and the love that you should have been giving to your creator, guess what? The robber has come in and he has stolen it from you. Make no mistake about it. The day of the Lord will come. And I believe that it's very near. And it is important that we be prepared and ready. Anybody with me today? You know, the Bible refers to the second coming of Christ many times from the books of Genesis, which is the first book to the very last book of the Bible, which is called what? Revelation. It is mentioned that this this second coming of the Lord is mentioned 1,800 times in the Old Testament. It's mentioned another 300 times in the New Testament. Statistically, one in every 25 Bible verses refers to the second coming of Jesus. In fact, for every prophecy in the Bible about the first coming of Jesus, there are eight prophecies about the second coming of Jesus. So there is a message that is very clear in scripture. Christ will come back again to this earth. Are you ready? He will come back. These were not just words. This was not just words that he mentioned in Matthew chapter 24 to fill his schedule. It wasn't just words. They said, I better give these people something. No, he was trying to alert them and get people ready. He said, listen, you don't know what's about to happen, but you need to understand something. I'm gonna leave, but I'm gonna come back one day. Church, are we ready for that? Jesus is coming back physically and it could be really soon. It could. Now, I'm not trying to scare you with that truth today, but I am trying to scare you with that truth today. Does that make sense? It's kind of weird, isn't it? I'm not trying to put the fear in you today, but I'm telling you, I think we need to be ready for the return of Christ. It could happen really soon. And so the question is, if it's going to happen, if the Bible speaks to it, if Jesus said it, that we need to be prepared, how then should we live? Should, Should we live in some sort of a major frenzy to get our house cleaned up? 
And, and, and should we live in continual fear that, that maybe he's gonna be really ticked when he shows up? Should we live with some form of paranoia that, that we might be caught unprepared? Listen, if, if we aren't careful, the ominous reality of the second coming of Christ could, could frighten us out of our grace-based peace into a self-propelled panic. I, I, I love what Charles Haddon Spurgeon said. He said, the sound of his approach should be as music to our ears. Are you ready for the Lord? Are you ready? The son of man will come back. Are you prepared? It should be like music to our ears. I think that our very reaction to the Lord's return is a good barometer to where we are spiritually. Um, if, if you're right with God right now today, and if, if you're in a great place with him, I think that you're going to look forward to the return of Jesus Christ, right? If you're where you're at with the Lord, if you're right with God, I think that, that, that there will be music tears. I think that you are ready for the return. But here's the problem. If you're not right with God, which so many people in our culture, that they're dreading the return of Jesus, aren't they? That might be you today. You know me say, man, I don't know if I'm prepared. I've not battened down the hatches. Or as I was visiting with someone this morning, he said, there was someone that I needed. I know that I needed to go and share the story of Jesus with, but I just put it off far too long until this past week. And when I went to find this gentleman and share Jesus with him, I was greeted with the news by someone else that, oh, he had committed suicide some time back. Church, are we prepared? Are we living and doing what we should be doing? How should we be living? Knowing that Jesus could return at any time. It's a great question, isn't it? Well, the Apostle Paul gives us the answer. I want to share that with you in the book of 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5, beginning of verse 6. Here's what Paul says. He says, so be on your guard not asleep like others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. But let us live in the light. But let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love and wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. In these verses here, I believe Paul shares with us three things that share with us, show us how we should be living. The first thing he says is we need to wake up. He says we're to be on our guard. Can we go back to that first one? We need to be on our guard. We should not be asleep like others. Hey, can we be honest? When, when, when we are in, in the church where, where we're taught the word of God and where we have these great worship experiences where, where our students and our kids and, and even us, where we go to camps and have these, these, these experiences with the Lord and, and we have great prayer movements and we have great women's and men's Bible studies. Hey, listen, those of us in, in the church, when we're taught these things and experience these things, we can become a little fat and lazy, can't we? 
We can just be so consumed with, with more experiences, more of, of, of these opportunities of meeting the Lord. And, and we can think if we're not careful that that is what it's all about. And what happens is we become a little fat and lazy. I would even throw the word, I think we can become a little sassy thinking that we know it all, that we've got a corner market on, on, on all things of the kingdom. But Paul would say, listen, don't become like that. You need to be on your guard. You need to stay alert. We need to be awake, church. Listen, instead of being sermon connoisseurs, we need to be fishers of men. We need to go after people. The days are coming to an end. And it is so imperative that the gospel and the truth of Jesus Christ be shared with others. Are you with me? But so many today are content with just being sermon connoisseurs. We just want another experience. All that preacher better preach a good sermon today. All the worship team, they better be spot on. I hope they sing my song. Aren't we like that? We're like that. We were never called to just be connoisseurs or consumers or just take more in. Listen, we've been called to be fishers of men. That's what it's all about. Now, the truths that God reveals to us in situations and encounters like this, listen, those things should motivate us to live godly lives. Church, we need to wake up. We need to pay attention. The signs of the times are all around us. Jesus Christ is coming back, and check it out. He's coming back soon. He is. Now, I'm not going to stand up here and give you a date. Those people, I, I, I don't like those people. I mean, I like them. Please, I love them. Right, Robert? Robert told me I love others. I, lo- I don't like their predicting because no one knows. No one knows. And if we're not careful, we, we will drive ourselves crazy at tracing things that are happening in our culture and in the Middle East and peace treaties that are or are not being made and devastation around the world. And if we're not careful, those things will detour us from the big thing of being fishers of men. Now, I do believe in all those things and I do believe in the prophecy being fulfilled that we read about. And that's why I will say, I do believe that the return of our Lord is near. Are you with me today? We need to wake up. It says also, Paul says, we need to sober up. He said, let us who live in the light be clear headed. Hey, have you ever spent a lot of time around drunk people? You ever spent time with drunk people? How many of you have ever been drunk? No, don't, don't, don't raise, don't raise your hand. Don't, don't point at anybody right now. Most, most of us have probably remember a time in which we've been around someone who's, who's pretty drunk. Can, can I just tell you something? I do not want to be under the influence of anyone or anything but Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and, and Paul is saying here, he's saying, hey, listen, we need to sober up. We need to, to let, let, let those of us who are in the light, let us be clear headed. Listen, the times demand that we be coherent 
that we are aware of what is happening, church. We are the children of the light and we live in a dark world. Guess what? You have been lit up so that you can shine the light of Christ in the darkness around you. We need to be sober. We need to know that the return of the Lord is near. And, and lastly, Paul would say, hey, we, we need to suit up. What? We need to suit up? Bryce talked about a football player. Football player doesn't go into a game in his t-shirt and shorts. No, he suits up. He puts on his armor. He knows there's a battle. There's a war that is about to take place. If we are aliens and foreigners here in this world, if, if we are not of this world, if the things in this world are, are, are not what we are to be about, we need to be protected somehow, don't we? We need to gird ourselves. Paul would say, you need to be protected by the armor of faith. And Pastor Robert, love wearing as our helmet, the confidence of our salvation. Listen, we are in a spiritual battle that started on the day of our conversion. And folks, make no mistake about it. It will continue to rage on until we get to heaven. We need to suit up. You need to put on that armor. You need to get ready to go to battle. A few verses later, the apostle Paul continues in verses 23 and 24. He says, now may the peace or may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit, how much of your spirit? Your whole spirit and soul and body be kept what? Blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. Now I kind of set you up for something here and just kind of let me, let me, let me kind of just, it's probably what I should have shared from the beginning. But I just wanted you to pay attention. The, 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 the truth is that Christ is already here. Do you know that? The, 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 the truth of the matter is that, that, that Christ is already here on earth. Now, now not physically, but his spirit is here, isn't it? And, and, and just where does the spirit of Jesus Christ live? In us. In us. We, we sang several songs this morning about Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And by the way, that is the message for someone here today. You just need to submit. You just need to surrender. You just need to, to give way and give your life to the spirit of, the, of, of God. I'm telling you, you can be set free for today from whatever has held you captive for far too long. Whatever it is that is keeping you in bondage and not allowing you to live this thing called the abundant life. I'm telling you, the spirit of the Lord is here and he brings freedom. And for those of us that have already received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, again, keep in mind, his spirit lives within you. He's already here. And so just being aware of that and living in him, check this out. That is the secret for being ready for the day that he comes back. 
Knowing that the spirit of God is already here, that he lives within me, that he needs to rule in my life. He needs to reign in me physically. I'm telling you, if you will live like that, you will be ready for the return of the Lord. But here's the problem. So many of us that have asked Jesus to plant his spirit within us, we're not allowing the spirit to have his way in us. We, we, we want the promises of the spirit. We, we, we want the benefits of, of having Jesus. But so many of us, for whatever reason, what, I don't, I don't, we're just not allowing the spirit to have complete domain and authority in us. Are you with me? Listen, if I'm controlled by the spirit of God and allowing the spirit of God to do what he wants to do in my life, I'm telling you, I will be living in such a way that 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24 says, I will be ready. I will be found blameless before the Lord. I will be living a life of holiness that he calls us to live when I allow the spirit to rule and reign in me. Are you with me today, church? And so it's not some big preparation that needs to take place for us to get ready for the return of the Lord. For those of us that know him, here's what I would encourage you. Just let the spirit have his way and do in you what he wants to do. It's easy. Or is it? It's really easy. But it's so hard. It's time for the church to be the church It's time for us to be set apart and to live differently. Your friends need to see a difference that Jesus makes in someone's life. Are you with me? They don't need to see us blending in to the world. And I'm not saying that we're jerks and I'm not saying that we're, we're obnoxious with the gospel. I do believe that we need to continue to love, absolutely. But they need to see someone consumed with Jesus, putting him on display. So the question for you today is, are you ready for the return of Jesus Christ? Will you be ready to step into eternity? As followers of Jesus, listen, we need to be living in such a way that we are ready for his return. Church, we need to be living in such a way that every moment counts. Don't put that visit with a friend off any longer. Don't pollute your temple with the things of this world. We need to be ready. Every moment counts. And listen, one day each of us are going to be held accountable for how we spend our time here on earth. We're gonna be held accountable to to how we used our resources for the kingdom. We're we're gonna be held accountable for for those 74.2 or I hope that it's more than, I don't know, the lives that we live. We're gonna be held accountable. What did you do with what I gave you? Let's not waste our lives. Let's not waste our time. Church, let's not waste our resources. You, you may think, well, hey, you know that to do dropping your best in a red box, it sends a kid to camp 
and gives them an opportunity to experience Jesus for the very first time that sets them on a path that is eternal. Do you get that? Do you get that when you, when, when you use your resources, we're, we have opportunities to create four services for people? Are you excited? This ought to be exciting. We're creating more room for people. Come on, church. What will we do with what God has entrusted to us? Hey, let's allow the anticipation of the Lord's imminent return to keep us on our toes spiritually. Let's live as he's called us to live, as children of the light. Let's be clear-headed. Let's wake up. Let's be sober. Let's suit up. And may the thought of his return motivate you to live godly lives. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? I have some bonus Bible for you this morning. And I just want to read this over you. I just want to read this to you and just, just listen to these words and let them sink into your spirit today. Make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day-by-day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off, oblivious to God. The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work that he began when we first believed. We can't afford to waste a minute. We must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity, in indulgence, in sleeping around, in dissipation. We cannot waste these times in bickering and, and grabbing everything in sight. Get out of bed, church, and get dressed. Don't loiter and linger waiting until the very last minute. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. Lord, I pray that we as a church would understand that you are coming back and that could be very soon. That none of us know the hour or the day or the moment. And so God, I pray that we would be found ready for you. There's another group of you in here today that I want to pray for. Lord, I pray for that person that's never given their life to you as Lord and Savior. Lord, if you were to return at this very moment, Father, and them not have a relationship with your son, Jesus, Lord, there would be no hope for them. Their eternity would be set and sealed in a place called hell. Lord, I'm praying for that person today that has thought, I've got more time to find Jesus. Lord, they're not promised that. And I pray that right now today would be the day that they run to you. That they would surrender once and for all to Jesus Christ, giving you their lives. If that's you today, here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. In just a few moments, we're going to have a group of people standing down front today to receive you. And as everyone else is leaving, do not leave here without Jesus. You come and you tell one of our ministry team members 
that you need Jesus and they will pray with you. Father, let us not waste another moment for your return is near. Amen.